This is Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic. And now your host, Michael O'Fallon. If you wanted to gather the men and women who are either chiefly responsible for deconstructing the United States or gather those that have been willing players to dump divisive, contradictory lie upon lie upon lie on a fearful population in the United States, who would be on that list? I mean, if you were to gather the greatest collection of liars and power-hungry puppets of the deconstructionist left, you know, the Destroy America types, at one conference, you know, one event... Which men and women would you make sure were the ones that you would highlight at your big, evil event? I would imagine most likely if you were thinking of the figurehead or the face of someone who was contradictory, postmodern, admittedly a liar. He admitted that he lied to the nation, by the way. And someone who, despite being a known liar and full of medical jargon word salads, was still in the position that he's been in over the past year and a half, it would have to be Fertel Fallacy Fauci. Anthony Fauci, the man who used phony statistics, fantasy-laden projections, and dishonest appraisals of well-known working therapies that then recommended that the nation's 400 million inhabitants be self-imprisoned, and then called it an inconvenience to shut down all of your businesses and destroy the economy. Maybe you don't recall all of Fauci's public nonsense from the very beginning. For example, do you remember what he was saying about masks? In March of 2020, as the pandemic began, Fauci, who was the chief advisor to the President of the United States at the time, explained in a 60 Minutes interview that he felt community use of masks was unnecessary. Do you remember that? A few months later then, He argued that his statements were not meant to imply that he felt the data to justify the use of cloth masks was insufficient. Rather, he said, had he endorsed mask wearing of any kind, mass panic would ensue and lead to a surgical and N95 mask shortage among healthcare workers who needed the mask more than the general public. Yet emails from a Freedom of Information Act request revealed that Fauci privately gave the same advice, against mask use, suggesting it was not merely his outward stance to the broader public. In simple terms, Fauci said that he lied in the beginning about face masks to ensure that there wasn't a run on face masks to ensure the medical professionals had first dibs. He lied. And if you've been listening to us for quite a while now, both on the causes of things and other places in sovereign nations, you remember that I said that he was lying in my causes of things episode from March of 2020. So the emails from the Freedom of Information Ask request revealed that Fauci privately gave the same advice against face masks, suggesting it was not merely his outward stance. And later in 2020, Fauci participated in a second big noble lie. In December, he explained in an interview with the New York Times that he had been moving the target estimate for herd immunity based in part on emerging studies. But he also said this, quote, When polls said 
Only about half of all Americans would take the vaccine. I was saying herd immunity would take 70 to 75%. Then, when newer surveys said 60% or more would take it, I thought, I can nudge this up a bit. So I went to 80, 85, end quote. So again, Fauci lied. In his own words, he nudged his target range for herd immunity to promote the absolute dire need to take the vaccine. Nudged. In other words, he lied. So even though his comments were made to influence public actions to get more people vaccinated, the central dilemma remains. Do we want public health officials to report objective facts and also uncertainties transparently? Or do we want them to shape information, nudge, lie, to influence the public to take specific actions that actually help something greater, something resetting, to happen? And much of America has apparently decided that they would prefer to have the lies. Lies that are shaped by political goals and aspirational utopian globalist goals that disrupt and dismantle America. But if you remember in 2020, there were two big lies that were pushed on America, and for that matter, the entire Western world. So I think Fauci would most likely be the best example of someone from the now legendary postmodern 2020 that is the face of pseudo-reality, let's say, non-reality, and postmodernism. Each expert opinion by Fauci was fully intended to plunge the United States and the world into a fractured madness. And so you have to start asking yourself, how much of this entire mess with all the medical mandates is nudged? How many of the declarations and propaganda against proven therapies like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, Regeneron were nudged to ensure that corporate partners of the World Economic Forum, you know, like Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca, profited as part of this whole worldwide opportunity, and that health passports would soon become the beginning of social credit. How much of this was inch by inch deconstruction of our Constitution over the past year and a half? Well, boy, he would make the right face if you were going to do a conference on people that are lying, people that are underhanded. Wouldn't you agree? So, yes, I believe Fauci would be the right first person to have. Now, if I was to have a second person, I'd want to have some diversity. So I think the second person that's been a big liar would be Ibram X. Kendi. You know, Ibram X. Kendi, the author of How to Be an Anti-Racist. And on page 9 of How to Be an Anti-Racist, Kendi says the following. The opposite of racist is not racist. It is anti-racist. What's the difference? One endorses either the idea of a racial hierarchy as a racist or racial equality as an anti-racist. One either believes problems are rooted in groups of people as a racist or locates the roots of problems in power and policies as an anti-racist. One either allows racial inequities to preserve as a racist or confronts racial inequities as a anti-racist. There is no go-between safe space of not racist. 
The claim of not racist neutrality is a mask for racism. This might seem harsh, but it's important at the outset that we apply one of the core principles of anti-racism, which is to return the word racist itself back to its proper usage. Racist is not, as Richard Spencer argues, a pejorative. It is not the worst word in the English language. It is not the equivalent of a slur. It is a descriptive And the only way to undo racism is to consistently identify and describe it, and then dismantle it. End quote. Well, in response to Kennedy's ridiculous and discriminatory statements, James Lindsay rightly states the following. Quote, This definition, which does not merely mean against racism, as one might assume of the term, is absolutely standard in social justice. In fact, It reflects the core tenet of critical race theory that racism is ordinary and pervades everything. As may be seen in Kennedy's use of the word inequities, anti-racism is to be thought of in terms of equity, not equality. So please understand that what Kennedy, whose books have been shared across schools, corporate boardrooms, and even the U.S. military, is stating that you must see racism everywhere and in everything, a constant confirmation bias that will help you to see that everything is a conspiracy from the white man. And the result has been armies and armies of men and women justifying the persecution and degradation of their fellow human beings based on their ethnicity, based on their skin color, based on the fact that they are involved in the capitalistic system. And what Kendi and others like him would state is that it's not possible to be passively anti-racist. There is only active anti-racism. In fact, to be passively anti-racist would be to be passively racist instead. Thus, the requirement to be an activist, both in the inward, soul-searching sense of the word, and in the usual outward sense, is absolute and non-negotiable. You have to be a Kendi type of anti-racist activist. In other words, you have to be a Kendi kind of racist. And everything and anything is from whiteness. Like, for instance, the nuclear family. Our economic systems. Because, you know, communism and fascism were really good systems. They just weren't run by the right people. And the noble liars are the ones that will need to run it. So just like Fauci, what Kendi is selling, what he is saying, is really the opposite of what is true. That is because what he is saying has a definite, deceptive political purpose. So we have Fauci. We have the radically racist Ibram X. Kendi. Now, if I was running a conference and I needed the three biggest liars that I could find, and Joe Biden, let's say, Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, and either the Prime Minister from Australia or New Zealand, or possibly Canada, were not available, then what liar could I find that would really put the cherry on top for my conference, my conference of liars, my conference of deceivers? I know. (laughs) You know who the perfect one would be? You know, because we got two guys now. We got to have a woman as well. It would be CDC director Rochelle Walensky, the former puppet of Chinese Communist Party-connected men like Ronnie Chan and Gerald Chan, who have sought to manipulate public health across the United States through their billion-dollar investment at the T.H. Chan School of Public Health. 
Yes, yes, that's it. Rochelle Walensky. That's who I would want to make sure is speaking at my conference. And what is great about having Rochelle Walensky as your third speaker is that CDC Director Walensky can summarize both topics and synthesize both topics of Fauci and Ibram X. Kendi. So first, Rochelle Walensky can discuss why private companies, schools, local governments, and others need to mandate vaccines. She can talk about how all children need to be vaccinated, just like Fauci. She can talk about how even if you have had COVID and have really strong natural immunity, and the jab might actually do damage to you if you were to take it, you still need to get vaccinated. And she can keep insisting that even though it has been shown that the efficacy of the vaccines is far, far less than what they had first reported, I mean, she can pretend that she and Joe Biden never said things like, quote, if you take the vaccine, you aren't going to get COVID, end quote, or, quote, the vaccine will keep you out of the hospital, or, quote, get the vaccine so you can't pass on the virus to someone else, end quote. So she can pretend that the current administration never said any of this and still tell you that you must get the vaccine, even though its strength greatly diminishes, hugely, after a few months. And then, she can move to synergize the health perspective with what Ibram X. Kendi was just saying in his presentation. This is amazing how you can make this happen. As a matter of fact, Rochelle Walensky can introduce medical Marxism, otherwise known as health equity. And what Rochelle Walensky can do is basically make the claim that the prime issue for disparate people groups, or in other words, that some people on the basis of their race or gender just don't get a fair and equitable shake in America, is that they are under an oppressive system that needs to be changed and changed now. It is a health emergency. And what must be done to fix the situation according to the communist Chinese influence, Rochelle Walensky? You know what it would be? Equity. So again, borrowing from New Discourse's Social Justice Encyclopedia, remember what we said about equity this past week on the show. That social justice, linguistics, the meaning of equity, takes pains to distinguish itself from that of equality. It's not the same thing. It sounds the same, but it's not. Where equality means that citizen A and citizen B are treated equally, equity instead means adjusting shares in order to make citizens A and B equal. In that sense, equity is something like a kind of social communism, the intentional redistribution of shares, but not necessarily along the lines of existing economic disparity, but in order to adjust for and correct current and historical injustices, both as existent reality and as have been drawn out by the various critical theories, specifically You know, critical race theory, queer theory, fat studies, disability studies, gender studies, post-colonial theory, let's say. And so the CDC is attempting to force equality of outcome of health outcomes by enforcing some resource allocation system and equality of opportunity, which critical social justice regards not only as myth, but as a harmful ideology that upholds injustices like white supremacy. The CDC is enforcing medical Marxism. That's what they're doing. And maybe all of this entire past year and a half is starting to make sense to you right now. So we do have 
the perfect trio at our dream conference of liars. I mean, really people that just are experts in deception. Now, if you wanted to throw in one more liar, I mean, a nonstop corporate-controlled race-confused liar. How about Elizabeth Warren? I mean, a completely white woman who claimed indigenous people's heritage. Now, of course, you can't use the term Indian anymore. And of course, Elizabeth Warren has been the one that has been harping on and on about making a shift from shareholder capitalism to stakeholder capitalism. And you might be saying, so just another form of capitalism, right? No, sir. Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren is talking about woke capitalism a phenomenon intertwined with socially responsible investment, SRI, with stakeholder capitalism at its base. And it has obscured that the way in which this combination works owes far more to fascism than to socialism. Let's also remember that nearly 90 years ago, the progressive writer Roger Shaw described the New Deal, FDR's New Deal, as employing fascist means to gain liberal ends. And in many ways, that is exactly what the move to stakeholder capitalism is. National socialism, please reference Adolf Hitler there, with a strong nod to fascism, please reference Benito Mussolini there, with a central core of public-private partnerships, corporatism, which is really very similar in some ways to Dengism. And that's what transpired after Mao Zedong passed and Deng Xiaoping took the reins along with Henry Kissinger, David Rockefeller, and Zbigniew Brzezinski in his ear all the time. Yep, that is Elizabeth Warren. What a dream conference of liars and deceivers this could be. Wow, if you could just get all those people at the same conference at one time, wow, that would be amazing. And maybe you could have some big corporate folks like from Pfizer and from other CEOs that are concerned about using all of your personal data at the conference as well. This event could be the greatest collection of deceivers and schemers that the world has ever seen. And of course, you know what you could do? For a sponsor of the event, the big sponsor could be Bill Gates Microsoft. Guess what? This conference that we've been talking about, just kind of dreaming up out of the top of our heads, it's real. It's the Globe Summit Conference that premieres this September 22nd through 24th in Massachusetts, with Anthony Fauci, Ibram X. Kendi, Rochelle Walensky, and Elizabeth Warren, and a whole bunch of other great recept types. With, of course, Microsoft sponsoring. Because we're moving from an analog world into a digital world. And here is the thing, in case this distresses you. Think back just two years ago. You, maybe it was you, you might have thought that this was a legitimate conference with different perspectives, let's say. And now, thank the Lord, you know that it is all propaganda. Pure propaganda. Nonsense. Postmodern. Neo-Marxist. And you know what? Yes, these people are liars, and they are deceivers, and yes, they are evil in their intentions. But they're clowns. And you can see them for what they are now. It is as clear as day. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a huge victory. And I am glad that for all of our work over the past four years, it has paid off in some way. That they can try to pull the totalitarian tyrant act on us. But you know them for what they are now. Evil clowns. I'm Michael O'Fallon, and this has been Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic. Public Occurrences
Thank you.